Well, for the people that is already on the chat and is already uh, listening to this, remember we are going. We just gathered. This is the first episode of the Cyberpunk Family, composed by by this. For and uh, one other day, we'll have uh, Ashinity from the Triple S League as well. These four lovely people that we are, and if you want to be notified uh, of every stream, you better follow, uh, follow all of us on the or Twitter, Discord, and YouTube, and everywhere. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> oh, I have a bad boy, a, a bad voice. Days, I apologize in advance. No, no worries, all good. Okay. I made a litter of tea to avoid that. <laughs> That's and, a lot of tea. And today we're going to discuss Cyberpunk 2077 as usual. Bosnian sounds hard. Hear that, last night, Mil? I don't know. People straight up think I'm Russian every time I speak. <laughs> <laughs> Or I'm from Transylvania, so I'm like, nah, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to discuss Cyberpunk 2077 because recently Tether Project uh, presented the... Oh, see? Bad day for the voice. <laughs> <laughs> presented the results for the Tether Project Capital Group for past year and they talked about Cyberpunk 2077 and one of the most interesting things they said while well, Adam Kaczynski was laughing but was denying that Lady Gaga was going to be at E3. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those who spread fast. I commented on on the other day on Friday when we talked about this. That is such a moronic concept. <laughs> it's like Whoa. it's like is she, is she going to be in the game? Possibly. There's a good chance. She's a big fan of cyberpunk art and style. Is she going to show up at E3, a conference that's designed for like tech people and and game developers? And media people. Is she going to show yes. up and do a song there? Why would anybody? <laughs> no! I feel like she doesn't have time for that kind of stuff. She's probably yeah, busy no, no, with definitely, other things. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, her average her average uh, audience that she sings to is like, you know, 10 or 20,000. It's like, I get that there's that many people at E3, but no, you're but not going to pack a, a room full of it and do a half hour show. Like, Mm. But but it's it's broadcasted on Twitch worldwide. Uh, it has millions mm -hmm. of viewers. I mean, I I didn't think it was it was so crazy because also she's doing she's doing a show that is also well, quite cyberpunkish. So maybe to promote her show. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't I don't really care if she's in or she's not. To be completely honest, I don't really care. I <laughs> care much more if we have a I don't know a trailer without Cunningham. I do care about that. But I, I don't think that the, the idea was so crazy. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to kind of see where where that goes as far as like what she's actually doing and how she's actually involved. Mm. Because we know that, that there's multiple big heavy name artists involved in the music of Cyberpunk. Uh, we've got five by my count. And I think that's four that's publicly known. Or three that's publicly known. So, It's only three that's public in, publicly know. Martin Chubovic yeah. and Brain and Melissa. Yeah. They're and, the only ones uh, that are credited. Yeah. So, I mean, where we're going forward, like, it, it's not it's not going to be shocking to me to have some of these big names show up and, and um, do some stuff with this with the studio because it's like they've been kind of pushing this direction for a while. It's been multiple years and they've been working on this stuff pr pretty steadily, so... 
Well, it seems that finally the game is very advanced. In fact, uh, when uh, Kaczynski was asked about the possibilities to add, I don't know what the... the I think it was um, a battle royale to the multiplayer. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure what was the question exactly, but Kaczynski said that it was impossible to add new things because the game was very advanced. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, that multiplayer part has to be thought out a lot especially if how they want to implement it. Mm-hmm. If they want to do like a co-op stuff, like uh, let's say division where one combat zone is like a zone where you have multiple people at the uh, at the same time or just do a co-op thing without it. That would be interesting. Yeah. Originally they said, and this, this is public knowledge because they, they this was their goals originally. They mm-hmm. were going to have seamless multiplayer. So they were going to have these like little social hubs where you could you know meet and hook up with other people randomly. But since the 2016 rele- um, reset, as far as like some of the core features goes, that's been kind of on the back burner. Um, and then as far as the multiplayer goes, that is also pretty much on the back burner as well because they're they're trying to focus on getting the single player up and ready. And it's a lot harder to incorporate um, multiplayer. Uh, smoothly with the current way that a lot of the networks work. So if they're if this game is going to be as good looking as it looks, uh, multiplayer is going to be a little bit difficult to tack onto that. If it's going to be seamless, if it was lobby based, then it wouldn't be so much. But if it's seamless, then yeah, they're going to run into some tactical walls there. Hmm. Well, I'm curious. Uh, mostly when when do they have a man releasing the multiplayer? Because uh, originally the game when it's released is going to be is going to be a single player experience. And mm-hmm. if if that is so, then I guess that the multiplayer is going to be an expansion. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, I, makes I, sense. I've been suspecting that for a while. Yeah, I feel like the social hub is actually something that fits nicely in the world, though. It, mm-hmm. it does, because originally they were. This was again back before the the kind of the little soft reset as far as goals and stuff. It was far more of a group based game. Uh, like they were designing it far more in some of the multiplayer uh like if you know payday or um kind of like the grand theft auto group content where it's Mm. like you you require a group of people to to perform different um roles as you're trying to complete a particular mission that's what it was more or less you know conceived as originally but due to limitations you know natural limitations that that the engine and that the they have for um time because that's that's really at the heart of what you know a, a tabletop cyberpunk game is mm-hmm. is is multiple people playing different roles and then you working to complete those roles and while the right. character system hasn't changed too much they've limited some of those roles within the current game scope not that they're walking away and trying to reset them there there's going to be more of those types of characters that I mean, we already see. You know, we've got we definitely have a doc, right? The the, the guy who does surgery on you. Um, yeah. You know, that's a particular you know quote unquote class that's in the game. It's just not really playable. Uh, but no, in Techies the future, are playable. yeah. Techies is Sorry, one of the you... class. Techies is one of the class that is. Playable. I think I think he was talking yeah. about Ripper docs. Yeah, yeah. but docs like med techs. They are techies. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's just it's just the 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 ability to add those to this game is not there, I think, and to try to do so might water it down a little bit too much overall. But I suspect that we're going to see this in future games, like 
Well, think about next gen too, right? Yeah. Because they're pretty excited Mm -hmm. about next generation. Mm -hmm. So that might open up some possibilities there. Which is is why, uh, I'll just mention this quickly, which is why there's a huge push towards the, um, towards CD CD Projekt Red trying to become faster with their releases. Because they don't want to wait another five to six years to put out another game. Right. You know, they're they're following this on up with a smaller game title that's going to be out about two years after this one or less. Uh, and then they're going to put, you know, by then they're going to have, you know, at two years after that, they're going to have another game. And then, you know, they're going to want to try and keep to the two-year cycle. Two-year cycles are, are really good. If you think about uh, movies and if you think about genres and series, it's always better when you space it about a year or two apart. Because if you're spacing it five to six years apart, like by the time we get another Mass Effect game most people are going to have forgotten what it was like to play as Commander Shepard. Like, legitimately forgotten. Right. Because it's just, it's been, you know, since a good, you know, Mass Effect game, it's been, it's already been, you know, many years, and it's going to be over a decade since the next one. And it's well, not they expanded like... like, like that, that expanded like crazy past year, and they're going on mm-hmm. expanding. The, like, it was the Monopoly. They bought a building uh, next to, as I understood, that it was next to the... Uh, current studio at Warsaw mm-hmm. and they uh, intend to uh, build more offices there and they are expanding like crazy they uh, they uh, they said that they're not going to stop so I think they're I getting what... 250 more jobs right for that new mm-hmm. within yeah, that new yeah, office yeah, yeah. Yep. well it seems like the new office is going to be able to uh, to have like 300 people there mm-hmm. yeah so that's a lot of people that's a lot of people that's a lot yeah, of potential there well, I mean, if if this allows them to do more games and to do them properly and to sell them properly and grow more, I believe that this is just perfect. For mm-hmm. as somebody who's been in in the gaming industry for a while, the ideas and concepts that you have for video games is just it's never ending for people who are like highly creative and, mm. and really good at their job. They mm. they you know I'm sitting on um, I'm sitting on on. 37 projects that I've either worked heavily on as a as a theorist or done um, multimedia analysis on like how will the game sell what will it connect in how do you market it that kind of stuff um, some of these projects are I'm related to very loosely some of them I'm related to quite heavily um, and in all honesty it's like it's like there's there's so much more that that you can do there's just like there's a never-ending field of good games uh, you know good game ideas are like a dime a dozen so to speak but in this particular case it's like if you have the ability if you're cd project red and you've got a whole bunch of really brilliant creators at the company why not try and make you know one major game a year if that's possible at some time in the future because if you're doing it right <coughs> or if you're doing it well then you can just kind of I mean, you can run the market, so to speak. Yes, but I believe that they they shall uh, grow. Not, I mean, slowly in the sense that they already tried to make two games at the same time with The Witcher Three and Cyberpunk, and they have to mm. postpone both. In fact, they ended up moving all the people from Cyberpunk to well, almost all from Cyberpunk to Witcher Three because The Witcher Three was delayed for like three years. And well, uh, in one hand, I I'm totally taken for granted that they learned from their mistakes. But obviously, if they want to learn, they have to learn how to have uh, more than one project, uh, project at once. 
From the words that Kaczynski said during this conference, I'm uh, suspecting that the new game that they are working on is way smaller than The Witcher 3 and then Cyberpunk 2077 will be. So maybe they are going to make, uh, in one hand, super big games and in another hand, smaller games. And less, I don't know, less crazy. Like this could yeah. be like a Thronebreaker sized game, right? Yeah. <coughs> maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe no, a bit. No, but bigger. no, because they said that it it was going to be a triple uh, A game, triple A yeah. RPG. Mm. Well, one of the types of games that we have not seen yet, fully developed, like fully developed, is an actual proper tabletop RPG game. And people will say, "Oh, well, you know, WoW is like it. No, WoW is nothing like it. Like, legitimately, like zero, like anything." The only thing that's even remotely close as far as actual gameplay would be like Skyrim. You know, being able to pick up a bucket off the ground and do something with the bucket mm. in in conjunction with the area and the space that you are within. And even then, it's it's not even close to what, you know... Um, you know, in a tabletop RPG, you walk into a room, everybody has an inventory of, you know, literally probably combined like two or three hundred items ranging from golden spoons to magical swords and everything in between and how those things can interact with the environment and then how everything within your particular class or archetype or history or knowledge can react and interact with the world that you're in, with the quests, with the creatures that you're reacting to and interacting with. Like, and this is this is something that they want to do, which is why they got the cyberpunk license. Uh, imagine getting into a fight you know, with some goblins and having somebody on your team who can actually speak to the goblins to borrow a, a scenario from community. It's like, that's never been done outside of, like, pen and paper and text-based games. Oh, that would be a, that would be a huge project. That would yeah, be... Uh, yeah. Technically-wise... Oh. Yeah, you would, need, you would need several big advancements in technology on top of needing... Um, you know, a, a considerable amount of, of like probably a good like five, six hundred people working on this mm. for yep. for probably years, writing a unique code that can exist within an engine that you own. The only people that is even capable of this are either not interested in it or are getting to the point where they can do it, which would be CD Projekt Red. Well, uh... Yeah, that would be it. That would be that would be incredibly incredibly crazy. But uh, one one thing that we had so far is the limitation of the hardware in uh, when it comes to uh, the interaction with the world. Because this is uh, when I have when the interaction <coughs> excuse me when the interaction with the world is so heavy, you need uh, heavy resources for that. But if you well, if we we are already aiming for the next generation, this is a completely different tale. In fact, uh, if uh, the original information was that. Uh, that I'm sure they're going to get, that Cyberpunk 2077 was going to be released in this generation. But Kitsinski already said several times that uh, it's ready for the next generation, which is great. It means that the PC version of the game won't be held back by the limitations of current technology. But on the other hand, if we we, uh, look at uh, levels of interaction that are so huge, I don't know if a game that is thought for this generation could have them. Yeah, I think they've said Red Red Engine Four is primed for next gen as well, right? So it's it's getting there. It's definitely getting there. Their um, their microphysics part of it is not 
um, is very, very minimal, but it's right. it's getting there. So microphysics are like being able to like pick up a, a cup or co of coffee mm. from a table, move it to a different table, and set it down within the game environment, like mm -hmm. not within the editor, but within within the actual game. Um, and the like, like I said, I think I th there's very few games that very few engines that function on that level, and most of them can't render more than a single room at a time because you just there's too much stuff. There's too much. Mm things in the environment to uh, to kind of keep track of. The only one who's close to doing that is Bethesda with some of their engines. And yeah, still they, they have a graphical shortage. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, unless you... Did you see the uh, did you see the news out of uh, PAX East this weekend for the uh, Bethesda engine? They, they gave two screenshots of their of their current engine. Yeah. Well, no, I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't get on it yet because I, I yeah. guess they already talked about Starfield as well. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't talk about Starfield. They 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 even said it's not even going to be at this E3, which I was like, what? Really? Didn't they say they were going to showcase it this year? Well, that's Starfield? what I th that's what I thought. And this quote is, I think, maybe being taken a little bit out of context, but I, I'm not sure because Todd Howard said it kind of off the cuff. Yeah. And and so it was it was kind of like, wait, which do you mean? Because they said that this year is going to be really big. But if they're not announcing Starfield, then all they have is Rage 2 and Wolfenstein. And it's not and Elder Scrolls 6, and, so... And, and no, no, no. 76. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't, like... Do I but do yeah. there? Like, yeah, I but... The... I... This E3 is going to be weird, because uh, yeah, Sony bizarre. is out, EA is out, Bethesda's going with nothing... Uh, so yeah. much spotlight on CDPR. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing. I just hope that there are no journalists that lose interest on attending E3 because Sony and EA are not there. Because I believe that that would be stupid, but go figure. Yeah. They know about hype that Cyberpunk is going to produce, so I, I think everyone's going to be there, like journalist-wise. Because they, they're expecting a big show. They're expecting a lot, mm -hmm. probably even a confirmation of a release date or something. Yeah, playable demo potential. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's say if that potential demo gets into a real demo, but I mean the news <laughs> the news that were originally provided by Subsidian here from the Triple S League, I don't believe they are so crazy because usually developers tend to get uh, demos on E3 to introduce the game, so I, I don't think it's crazy at all. But let it be true, please. <laughs> 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 One thing that is that is likely and a very different thing that is that it's true. And yes, uh, also um, the CEO of the project, Adam Kiczynski, confirmed that they are going to have a public booth at E3, which is something that was expected. Okay, who's coming yeah. to who's coming to E3? I'm uh, I'm uncertain at this point. I'm not sure. You need to see what they are going to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to, I but. I would love to, but that time of the year, like, is is always just so insane for me. Uh, it's like, ugh, I don't know if I can get away for it. I'm usually like there, as in like scanning info and whatnot. But the day before and the day after, I'm I'm always busy working about twenty hours a day. So, Oof. yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I, I would like I would like to go, but like uh, uh, like air travel from my country to let's say LA would be so expensive, and then the visa and everything, like 
technically it, it's a bit complicated to go there. So, yeah. Do you have a special visa? I mean, I mean uh, yeah, you, not you the typical yeah, European, yeah, yeah. European visa. Uh, for them, you have to apply for, you know, for like a visitor's visa to USA. We have to apply. And then it's kind of a gamble if you're going to be accepted or not. I mean, if you have a good reason, yeah, if you have a good reason to go there, like, for example, attending E3, then they would give it to you. But even then, like, it's it's a bit of a gamble. And then the, their travel is really expensive because you don't have direct from my country you have to go to, like, let's say, Croatia to Zagreb and then from there mm. uh, fly to, like... No, I, I I never have a problem to have a, to get a visa for the for the states, even if it's on holidays. Oh, have, you know anything? I, mean, I thought that it was the same for whole Europe. Nah, Bosnia is a bit complicated. <laughs> <laughs> now you Bosnia have to pay for a little the... bit, little bit more difficult to. <laughs> yes, to now you have to pay for the uh, for the. Um, politics of your country but yeah it's a bit anyway you can you can go to gamescom if you cannot go yes to yes that's actually close yeah that's in uh the, the follow my month to e3 and it's in germany and it's closer to yeah. you yeah yeah I, I we actually have direct uh, uh flight to there so might might go actually well I, i'll probably I get hyped so i'll just pack my bags <laughs> and go to it <laughs> And suddenly I see you at a three. Hey, hello, McQueen. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, finally got here. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I hid myself inside the suitcase of someone that was going to go to come. <laughs> By the way, I am sorry. I forget. I for, I, I forgot to mention things that uh, were going on in the comments. I am very rude. I am so sorry because uh, 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 uh. let's go back. Uh, insanity, welcome. Thank you very much for how is it called? Sorry, one, one moment. Mm. No, it freezed. <laughs> My computer doesn't want to work today. <laughs> okay, thank you. Insanity, welcome. Many many thanks for your host. Thank you very much. Ali did the question. It is, it is financially cheaper to rent out a building or to building their own office building? Well, I don't know. I, I think they're future-proofing, right? They have to build. Yeah. Not yeah. for themselves, they can't just be renting all the time. Yes, usually companies tend to well in the long in the long term, it's always uh, better to it buy than sense, to yeah. than to rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's theirs; they don't have to worry about being evicted or something happening with a building or because usually, like if they rent, it's being managed by someone else, even though they're a big company. But some things can happen, so I think it's a bit. I don't know. Yeah, it's easier to actually build it, and then you know you have it on a long. It's more security, right? Yeah, more yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Tina, thanks for the host. We have another host. Um, so, guys, what do you think about the potential new IP that uh, I believe was teased during this conference? And uh, we all know that this is something that I understood, and I may be wrong, so I'm ready to discuss and be corrected about that. But I had the suspicions that they were working on your IP for long. Your thoughts? I think... I'll, I'll let you guys go first. Oh, who wants to go first? Uh, I, I think, weren't they saying it was a... I don't know where I read this, but they said something about another sci-fi RPG. Because mm. CD, CD Projekt likes to use source materials, right? So what kind of source material would they be plucking from? 
well, to kind of create is, this. The thing is that during GDC 2015, uh, Martin Ivinsky accident, accidentally slipped about this subject, and he said it was a different genre. And I mean, and in 2015, cyberpunk was already announced, and cyberpunk is a subgenre from sci-fi science fiction. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it shall be a science fiction title. Hmm. Um, okay. I, I, well, look at look at what CDPR likes to do. They like to take smaller, um, less well-known IPs. Oh, hold, hold this. Uh, allow me to interrupt you, Saip, just yeah. to answer a question. I doubtful it'll be a Witcher Four, the new IP. The Witcher 4 is not a new IP. <laughs> I mean, they already yeah. developed develop, uh, three, four, five, six games on the worlds of The Witcher. <laughs> Including yeah, they've done a lot of when... Witcher stuff. Yes, and also we know we know that the conversations with Sapkowski to, to acquire the rights, the full rights of The Witcher universe to develop more games have been put on hold due to this demand where the, the author was asking to set a project for more money. We Ugh. so we know we know that it's not the Witcher. Yeah, that's sad. I mean, of course, everyone wants them to develop the Witcher, but at the same time, I said it in my video. I they really need to develop the next Witcher when they want to, not when they have to, like being mm. pressured or anything. Because number one, you have to build the next Witcher game that's going mm. to introduce something new and also, like in in a sense, be better than the Witcher three, like to build up on that. And then, of course, you have, like, they said that they had enough of that universe. They want to take a break. So there's a bit of that fatigue. Well, yeah. actually, I don't, I don't remember where. I'm not sure if it was in this conference or, or in an interview before, but uh, Kicinski said that they were thinking about, at some point, work, go back to the worlds of The Witcher. Mm. Yeah, and, and yeah. They, they want to because it's, it's, you know, it's core to their IP. It was the very first game they started working on. Um, but they can't right now, and uh, I'll mention for the chat. So basically, they're stuck between this lawsuit with the original writer and with the um, extra hands in the pie, so to speak, now, with Netflix getting involved with the uh, TV series. So there's a lot of um, back and forth with them trying to stave off people who, who want control of this. If this, uh, if the Witcher series on Netflix does really, really well, if they break like, you know, three to four million viewers per episode, um, there's going to be movie concepts, ideas. They're going to want to lock down and do a whole uh, long series like Game of Thrones because the Game of Thrones is wrapping up. The mm. perfect time, and and there's no, there's absolutely um, zero coincidence that the Witcher series is coming out right around the last season of the Game of Thrones. Yeah, people need that void to fill after Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and Hollywood knows that high fantasy is now something that is not only not only can be profitable, can run the entire market if you do it right. So there's lots and lots of series that are being tried. There's a couple other series that were uh, tried that failed to get mainstream attention so this Witcher one is the next big one if it does really well um, the chances of of them being able to make another Witcher game falls down drastically because uh, depending on where they end up with this particular lawsuit um, you know anything can happen literally anything can happen it's inner 
you know, international IP rights courts are, how to say it, uh, a nightmare. <laughs> like, like, it's it's not easy. So they won't be working on The Witcher. They won't be working on the next Witcher at all because of this conflict that they have, and they need to con- they need to lock it down before they start to you know invest you know hundred million dollars <coughs> in development of a new game. That's mm. just where we're at now. As far as like they're them working on an on, on another series, sci-fi cyberpunk is not the same as sci-fi you know Star Trek. They're they're similar in the sense that there's future technology, but the the output, the layout, the gameplay involved in that is all vastly different and separate from each other. Yes, so, but cyberpunk is a subgenre of science hmm. fiction, but it belongs to science fiction as as a genre. And it's if, a if Ivinsky said that it's something completely different, sci-fi, I don't see sci-fi being completely different from cyberpunk. Well, cyberpunk I mean, it, is a type depends. of science fiction. Well, it depends on your your interpretation of the word. You know, completely different. Star Trek is completely different than Cyberpunk 2077. No, I, it's not because argue. it's science fiction. Yeah, but that's my interpretation. Your interpretation is going to be a no. I mean, different. the genre, the genre science fiction. I mean, it's not it's not uh, based on interpretation. The genre is called science fiction, and the subgenre well, is called cyberpunk. I mean, I this is a definition. Genres. This is a definition of genres. No, it's not my interpretation of what is science fiction. No, it's, I think you're saying the like, subgenres are quite niche, right? They're kind of different yes. in each each kind of way that they play. And, like a and space how, scientist. And it's how he it's how he meant that word. Um, you know, and you can't you can't say that to everything because then you could lo- lump you know. Uh, Victorian era uh, history in with steampunk, like steampunk never existed. So the same Steam, thing. Kind steampunk of goes... is the science fiction that is based on steam motors instead of digital uh, digital evolution of technology. I mean, yeah, but you can't you can't make a combination with that in the Victorian era. But if you take those two things and put them together, there's too much of a similarity, and somebody might say the same thing that you're saying is that no, no, no. They're the same. They're the same thing. There is a definition of steampunk, which is science fiction that is based on a technology based on steam motors instead of digital evolution. This is the yes. definition of steampunk. Yes, but it to doesn't the matter person. if it's set on the Victorian area, or if it's set uh, in a distant future. As long as the technology that is based on is steam and not digital. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like he could interpret now i'm not saying i'm not touting that this is what he's doing but you can make the argument that he can be talking about a different sci-fi game entirely in in outside a different thing and say oh, it's a completely different genre and be completely accurate in that it's the subgenre is different than main genre main genre is completely different because you can't convince anybody that firefly is the same show as star trek you just there's just no correlation there. They are they are both science fiction. I mean, it's the same. It's the same genre. The same genre, exactly. No. Yeah. Even this. No, that... what you are saying the style, not the genre. The style and the genre are, are different things. I mean, science fiction. There is a definition of what is science fiction. It does. There is a definition of what it is fantasy. They are rated fantasy. In fantasy, you have medieval fantasy. You have sword and witchcraft. You have different subgenres of fantasy. And the Witcher is fantasy and is the subgenre of medieval fantasy. The same way that but cyberpunk then, is science fiction in the subgenre of cyberpunk. I mean, the there is a very very well-established definition of what things are. 
Yeah, but if you take that to an extreme, no, then you could say you could say that they're not going to be working on on any genre because they already worked on a historical genre, like a a genre of not future technology. You know, with the, with the Witcher series, it's something you know in the past, and then they're working on cyberpunk. I just so don't understand where are you future, going with so this, Saib. I mean, I mean, now you're just being stubborn. I'm, there is a definition. Saying, there is a definition of that what the word genre means, and they're predefined. You guys might have to agree to disagree here. <laughs> I think no, it's one of those situations. because I am talking about genres, and you're talking about a completely different thing that are not genres. Genre is a thing that is already established. What it is, Sebastian? Don't be stubborn in here. I'm I'm saying that we can expect anything from cyber from CDPR <laughs> when it comes to what they're working on, and if they're working on a on a different sci-fi future, then that's <laughs> mom, that stop fighting. No, fun. we actually love fighting. I'm sorry for that, but we love fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, it has to be like different in design. That that's what we know. Yes, like if yes, this is if, yeah. Like in design, gameplay-wise, like if they're going with a first-person RPG here, then the next game, if they want to make it different, even whatever genre it is, at the end, like it, it, it has to be different in, in design. Like, I wonder if they're gonna go with the same like third-person kind of a game or uh, do something completely different, like they did with uh, Thronebreaker, where they, where, where they meld, uh, molded this. Uh, combination of RPG going throughout the map, solving quests with Gwent. That's interesting. What if it's a standalone like multiplayer experience? It's purely multiplayer. That's mm. possible too. Yeah. And and I've I've said that I've started this a few times. The the temptation for the developer to take the multiplayer out of uh, out of their game that they originally designed as multiplayer and to make its own thing out of it is very strong because then you can commit more resources for both programming and code and how the game operates to run both of those things more accurately and better. So whenever you add multiplayer to a game, it doesn't matter if the multiplayer is completely separate, completely separate, The just the existence of two things in the same program means that you have to sacrifice things from both of those functions in order to get both of them to work. Does that make any sense? Yes. Yeah, dude, I, the, what, what I was thinking about this is, I was talking about the free-to-play multiplayer or, uh, you know, like a oh, free-to-play paid game that is could, multiplayer. Could, could be anything at this point. We're, we're guesstimating it at... Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing because they've been really, really tight-lipped on this. So... Going from guesswork only, uh, I can say that that the temptation for them to do a multiplayer game and then to incorporate it into, uh, I'll use the Payday example, the um, Grand Theft Auto Online example, a Battle Royale example, and a light MMO example. In all of those potentials, um, it would work better if you launched it as a separate thing. Way, way better for both the program, the uh, the core, um, being able to function with group dynamics and server connections and, and how uh, you're hosting that for the players, whether it's all together or whether it's a host server or whether it's segmented servers or whether it's um, you know a, a giant mega server with shards 
Like all of that can basically work into the advantage of you being able to kind of tweak and play with it as you want, and then you'll be able to create whatever you want and have a have a more smoother experience for that. And then it also allows them to because multiplayer is really um, multiplayer as far as multiplayer games goes, you have like the standard multiplayer tropes, but as far as like whatever is hip and whatever is like current current, whatever is the the most uh, you know hot item at the time, that stuff changes yearly. You know, three years ago it was all about you know the the online survival kind of thing right you get you get the rust types you got the um uh you kind of got the daisy kind of stuff going on and then that died out and was replaced very quickly with the battle royale genre the battle royale genre can die out in the next year and if you're making a battle royale game i mean look at uh, apex this huge game that launched and now they're struggling to maintain more than two million players yeah, and Kaczynski even said that he doesn't want to compete with games like that. In the keynote, yeah. you know, he mentioned you know games like Fortnite and stuff like that, and yeah. that wasn't their plan. He wants to create plan. his own thing. He wants to 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 do that. So in order to do that, then you're then you have to think outside of the box. You can't just follow or chase a a a uh, you know a fad, a weekly, a monthly high, or whatever. And and that's what a lot of companies have been doing, and it's not working out for them. Like again, Apex launched a huge success. But now that success is really low. Uh, Doctor Disrespect was playing it the other day. In the middle of a stream, he's like, you know, he's he's done his like fourth or fifth game in a row in Apex, and he just goes, "I'm bored of this. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I want to play something else." Mm. And that is a huge knock to the game because, you know, people watch that stuff for that kind of a, you know, they watch these people, and then when the the content creators decide, oh, you know, I'm bored of this. I'm moving on to something else. You know, that's yeah. going to happen well, the, to... That happens to every genre. The genre's just beaten to death at this point. It's yeah. just... Yep. Yep. So, so I, I don't think that it was smart for anybody to ever assume that the CDPR was working on Battle Royale game. It's like, hmm. it doesn't even really fit... I, I mean, I suppose you can maybe get it to fit in with the lore a little bit in the form of like some kind of like competition or game or something or just not have it lore connected at all but i that strikes me as something that they wouldn't do i don't think that that cdpr would do that and also if you follow something that is on on style uh by the time you end up developing Mm -hmm. it it's already you know it's already out of style again Mm. it's it's absurd it's absurd to try to follow the trends with the, the time that you need to develop something like this I believe yeah. that it also happened a little bit with Went because as a card game, it came a little late, I believe, because yeah. Hearthstone and Legends already had almost all the market, and even even the new Magic: The Gathering, being you know the big collectible card game Magic: The Gathering, I believe that even they they started late. I believe that when with Went they they came to the trend of collectible card games too late. And I think that if they if they tried to follow a trend on the multiplayer, they will also arrive late again. Yep. Yeah. It depends I mean, again on the trend. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, the trends yeah. are, you know, they don't they don't last long. But one thing, one thing that I think they made a really nice decision about is that Gwent is going mobile because that's one of those games you kind of want to have in your phone more than you want to have in your PC. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, people play it, but. Having it on the phone, you're always like, yeah. oh, I can so play one round of Gwent. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, it's true. When uh, when I'm commuting, um, um, I try not to read because when I read, I get too focused on what I'm reading, and I <laughs> I always miss my stop. That's why I try not to read. But uh, when I saw that the Wendem was, was on mobile, I thought, well, uh, maybe I will start playing Wendem. Because uh, it's, not, it, it's something that doesn't need as much focus as, uh, as reading, and, and you know, it has a fixed time of a game. It's something that I can play when I'm on a train <laughs> without missing my stop. True, true. Yeah. Now, yeah. depends on the future. Like, Thronebreaker is also one of the games you can have on mobile. Yes, but uh, it it works it works differently. It's a standalone. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, a game that is it starts and finishes. It's not like you know an ongoing game like went. I wonder. I wonder what what mini game are they going to put in Cyberpunk? <laughs> Sorry, I lost whoever was talking. Oh. Hello. Sounds a bit. Oh, Discord is going ready. Apologies to the people watching this. Sometimes Discord, Discord makes uh, I'm hearing last night me like he was Max Headroom. Rubber Boys. Yes, Rubber Boys. He ate he ate the thing that I gave him to to make the, you know, the uh, artificial intelligence video that we did we did together. Oh my god. Something's going on with this court. Hey, you guys Everything is robot. Everything is robot. Oh. Uh, we could switch to a different server. Oh, uh, now. Oh, now it's, oh, now it's good. Stop. Now it's good. Now it's good. Yeah, it happens with Discord from time to time. Mm. We're good. I'm so sorry for the intermission. We were about to discuss about the uh, possibility of the uh, mini game in Cyberpunk. In Cyberpunk, what are your thoughts? Oh yeah. Hmm. I think that's going back to that social hub and the E3 trailer. They had the you know the the bars and the pool, the pool mini games and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know how well that would fit in, uh, but it, it would fit that, in really, really well. Like yeah, in, yeah. in the books, yep. in the uh, in the not the books, in the lore that's been established. I mean, most of the time when you're like meeting up to like, you know, plan or go out on a adventure or something like that, it's, it's all, it's usually like meeting up at, at a public place mm-hmm. or meeting at up at somebody's like, you know, their apartment or something like that. And, um, yeah. originally that's kind of what we had, uh, in the, in the really early data in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, when they, when, when I first started to get to know the project, uh, that was just one of the concepts that was thrown out as as kind of like a, a favorite thing is to have players to you know be able to meet up and then to be able to go out and do the thing um, and have it kind of make sense instead of instead of having somebody just you know drop out of nowhere or phase in from the void or whatever um, but that that has long long since changed as far as right. their their original goals and then they went to the you know the seamless which is you know which would be basically the the, the the seamless like phasing in from existence and whatnot so um mm-hmm. where it stands now we don't know because they haven't mentioned a darn thing about it at all but i, I and, remember i remember this information that was uh, that is already some years old so go figure if it still stands about the dancing minigame do you remember, remember that side mm-hmm. 
I never completely understood why they did why that why they meant with uh, dancing game, but but I had the second thought on that, and uh, later on I thought that maybe we misunderstood the information because this is not the first time, and that uh, they meant brain dance game. <laughs> oh yeah, well, if you could, if you could, yeah. Sorry, I I see I see both. Like when I think of when I think of cyberpunk, I'm thinking. When I think cyberpunk, one of the one of the first images that comes to mind is one of, the, and this happened before that piece of artwork got out as part of the actual like work that had been done for for the um, original art draft for Cyberpunk 2077 is, uh, you know, a strip club, and you know, phased lights and and whatnot, and and the strippers having you know tech attached to them and and then two guys in a corner talking about you know a target that they're gonna kill or something like that that's one of the first thoughts of the the gritty dark underbelly cyberpunkish world that i was thinking of and when i think dance i think oh they they're gonna have like like you can have a mini game where you're the stripper and you go up and you <laughs> dance <laughs> that's my first inclination of it what, what that says in my personal mind i don't know but yeah, well. <laughs> i'm sold i'm sold already but Dep- uh, depends I mean, how it, crazy they go with it yeah and and i mean it would be <clears throat> hilarious because you know um i can tell you for somebody who who gathers information and who who does a very good job of it i might add with our recent uh, crazy successes in this um our information is always good. Some of the best places to get information is from people you would never assume gather information. Cleaners, <laughs> janitors, uh, maids, and uh, and of course strippers. And and these are some of the best people to gather information. I can't tell you how many times somebody heard a a really a really really like. There was there's one example that I can recall that I can talk about. So uh, this Chinese diplomat was talking about how they were going to buy out this one company and what they were going to do and all this kind of stuff right in front of this closed door meeting that happened to be catered. The the dude who was the caterer, one of the waiters, was just walking around refilling people's cups, glasses, overheard the entire conversation guess who his uncle is the company that was putting in the opposing bid (laughs) so uh yeah that didn't go the way that that company thought it was going to go because the one person in the room that could do the most damage to their bid was was the was right there and they were talking right in front of them and they had no idea so yeah it's when it comes to that kind of stuff i always i know it's a little off topic but it's just it's just interesting to note, and that's again when in the world of cyberpunk, that's the kind of stuff I think about. It's like I actually you... think thinking about it now, I think boxing would be would make a oh, lot yeah. of sense mm-hmm. because we see you know Victor was a former boxer apparently, and we see boxing against the the training robots and stuff like that. It's all over the world, right? Yeah, so that would just fit and make sense as well. They have been teasing that a lot. Yes, like every time it's someone boxing. And the thing is, I think they're going to go with classical, like, mini-games, like, uh, I don't know, pool, darts, whatever, that mm-hmm. you do in a bar that will just immerse you into the game, and then they can do something that uh, Matt Queen said about the brain dance, and then what do you do in that brain dance, and oh, what kind yeah. of stuff, some, I don't know, maybe there you do some, I don't know, deathmatch or something. I'm just 
going out did of the you, way. Did you know that it's really easy to take a dance game, a game that features uh, um, you know dancing, uh, mm-hmm. like one of the rhythm rhythm punchers, you know the the, the left right left right up down up down mm-hmm. B B Y mm-hmm. transfer to boxing and transfer it to a boxing game. It's yeah. almost the same code. It's yeah. almost the same code because in in both circumstances you have very limited character control, like movement, as far as like moving the camera or moving. You're you're in a small confined area, and you're reacting to animations. It's it's the exact same thing. It, it's it's um it's the core kind of like similar coding and whatnot. So they can very easily, if they create a boxing game, they absolutely can create a dancing game. If they create a uh, either one of those, it's actually pretty easy to also create a dark game. Well, right. now that you mentioned the um, the uh, boxing game, yeah, we had the boxing uh, boxing mini game in The Witcher Three. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, fights. So, right. so because that's there, I would strongly suspect that we're going to have mini games. And we we reported on this. We haven't talked about it in a really long time. But one of the things that we talked about is the fact that they were going to have several mini games within the game in, in and of itself. Um, that's something that that I surprisingly I realized now I haven't even followed up on in like a year. So yeah, well, maybe, I, believe, maybe I believe we started there. we started talking about that in a couple of years or two and a half or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. But there are little mini games within the game. I mean, this is a good thing. People talk about how um, you know they don't always enjoy the the little mini games. Well, some mini games I really do enjoy. I really enjoyed the lock picking in in Oblivion. Uh, the lock picking in Skyrim wasn't nearly as good as the one in Oblivion, but you know, different yeah. strokes, different folks. But but mini games are good if you can pull them off right. Bazak was amazing. I always I miss the fact that that the fact that Bethesda, uh, that Bioware or uh, or LucasArts has has never made a Bazak mini game or the chess game or made more pod racing games is absolutely abhorrent to me. It's like what a waste of of IPs, you want you want to create a phone game. You want to create a little thing that you can monetize on the side that would take ten people, uh, you know, three months to do. Yeah, yeah. Do one of those things and then put it out for people to just play with. Like seriously, Lord. One of the things that I'm more afraid of in mini games is when mini games are tied to a specific action. Like for instance, the I'm sure you remember the hacking mini game in Deus Ex in the last one. Mm-hmm. Or the pipes game in uh, the first Bioshock. I believe that this is the, my most hated mini game tied to an action well, in the sucks. history of video games. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> that was so boring. <laughs> well, in Bioshock too, but it was even worse. But it was easier <laughs> and it was faster. But yes, mini games as long as long as they are they are something that you play if you want and it's not tied to an action, like for mm. instance trying to hack something. Or to open a door, unless it's good. Because I'm always, even if the, even if it's a good mini game, when you have to do it uh, three, four times each twenty minutes, when you are in a game three hundred hours, I mean, you are completely, absolutely tired of all the mini games that you have to do to open doors and to hack things and. Yeah. Or yeah, or they can go with like something that uh, Skyrim and generally Elder Scrolls did is like okay, it, it's a bit hard to pick a lock at the beginning, but then later you get a skeleton key or you advance your skills and it becomes faster and easier. If yeah, they but, go uh, with but that. lock lock picking is is, uh, is the lock picking mini game. I believe that it's simple and and you know small. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not like the pipes or the uh, yeah that, that yeah. 
Oh, everything goes to the pipes because I, I, I played that recently and I, I had nightmares because I ended up so fed up with the fucking pipes. <laughs> it was like a horror version of Mario. No. Depends, no. depends. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was like, I was, I wanted to mention like one <laughs> thing, one aspect of the game, like I'm really interested in when it comes to cyberpunk or the shooting mechanics, the gunplay. I know it's off the topic. I'm going off the rails here. <laughs> no, but please go off the topic. It's not, yeah. as long as it's cyberpunk, it's not off the topic. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, one thing that I always like in the RPG is like, okay, you have the RPG elements. You can have like a bunch of ways to finish a mission, but the gunplay needs to kind of add up to that. Because usually, like, the thing, everything that I saw, like, so far from the gameplay, it looks, it looks really good. It looks fluid, you know, and then using, like, the, the slow-mo and everything, like, the bullet time is great. And I'm really keen on seeing, like, what other weapons do and how they act, especially melee, and how that transfers into the game. Well, I really hope that they improve the um, animations and combat because they were a little... <laughs> I was a little not happy with uh, what uh, what they did in the demo. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I even I even got offended with a netrunner. I was discussing this yesterday with a friend of mine about the typical three qualities of every game. That you have the I, I, when I say quality in this context, I, I mean graphical quality and animations. And you have the three different qualities in the game. You have the gameplay quality, you have the uh, cutscene quality, and you have the combat quality. And the combat is always the lowest. And it happens. And this is like a standard. It's, it's totally normalized. It's, mm. it, you, this is done in a game and nobody nobody's surprised. Well, lately, the um, cutscene quality and the gameplay quality are getting close because, uh, you know, as technology is evolving, now cutscenes are rendered by the engine and not rendered by, uh, are not pre-rendered. But still, um, combat mechanics are always uh, in a lower quality. And this is something that uh, if they want to do um, a seamless a seamless game, is something that I, I really cannot afford. And this scene when you when you are in the in the Maelstrom's lair and you are trying to buy this robot, and you have this super cool scene that is super well animated and super beautiful and super good looking, and suddenly you know you entered combat because you have this net runner that is being killed by what I think is the, the soul killer, and it seems like he's dancing the Macarena, you know, what scene I mean? <laughs> I'm a little worried about the melee, to be honest. Why? Systems. I don't know, it just didn't, the Mantis Blade seemed just okay to me, and we didn't really see too much, right? There's a katana in the game. In the Gamescom demo, there was a katana. I really wanted to see that, just to see how that plays out. Well, they have the, they have some experience in sword fighting so far. <laughs> yeah, but not first person. Yeah. Well, you have a point here. Yeah, it's all it's all yeah, it's always kind of Yeah, it's always kind of difficult to like from first person if you want to go with melee, then you think about okay, uh how much how easy do we make it for them? Like how what do you do to sing a sword? What do you do? How many combos you have? That that's what usually people want. If they want to go full melee build, then they won't have like it needs to have many combos and many things you can do with a melee exactly. weapon so it doesn't become boring. So that people are like, ah, I don't care about this, I'll just use a, a ranged weapon. That's kinda also wanna see. Yeah, I think I think they can improve a lot of things from the uh, combat mechanics on, on the Witcher uh, regarding to sword fight, not mm -hmm. only because I'm first person. 
And yeah. well, uh, but I believe that uh, there, there are very strong opinions about the combat mechanics on The Witcher. I don't believe they were, you know, they were they weren't that bad. They were, they had some mistakes every now and then, but they were good. They they were yeah, they were bad. fluid. Yeah, they were fluid, and I don't know, maybe like it can become a bit repetitive after some time. It's like dodge, 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 left, left. It didn't have that many combos you can pull mm. off. Like, if, for example, like switching to crossbow and then switching back to a sword was a bit slow sometimes. And I didn't That's like, why. I didn't like the, the crossbow. I didn't find it very fluid to use, to be honest. Yeah, it was kind of... Yeah, the crossbow was just not good. And grenades, well, gra- where, where grenades? Okay, <laughs> grenades in the Witcher where, where, where everything <laughs> but grenades. I mean, and the physics were a little, yeah, a little weird. But there's room for improvement. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> we'll see. I, I kind of want to see how much like the gameplay has improved and everything like from the previous demo. That that's my main interest right now. How much did they change actually? Because they were they were so scared of what community was gonna think before that gameplay release. They were like. Are they gonna like this? And majority of people did did enjoy like how uh, Cyberpunk looked like and how it played out. You know, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of people like saying that oh, it should have been third person, all of that. But uh, they they actually stated a very good reason about the first person, about the immersion and everything. But I'm like really keen on seeing how much they improve from this point, like from previous demo. Did they change anything? Well, it's, this is a work uh, in progress, so please go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, well I mean, I'm, I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but I'm not of the, um, the... The reasons that they gave, I do not agree with at all. Like, I, I'm respecting their artistic choice for the sake of artistic choices, but I I find it offensive that somebody's telling me how, how best to immerse myself in a game mm. or a character. To, to me, being immersed in a character... Um, has absolutely nothing to do with me because I'm I'm relatively highly autistic and I don't look people in the eyes anyways. So when I see a character and they're you know when I see when I'm playing as Commander Shepard and Commander Shepard is looking somebody in their eye and they're looking Commander Shepard in the eye, I, I'm not directly involved in that. That's that's the way I get immersed into a game. Oh. If if I have a character staring me in the face like with the um, like with the trailer that they showed for this or the trailer that they showed for The Outer Worlds, and the, the character's deadpanning me, I'm immediately brought out of being immersed yeah. in the game. Immediately. Uh, and it's just... I think... and, and I've said it before, and, I'll, and this is my stance on it officially, is just give us the damn option. Like, it, it's, it's not... Like, for a game that's designed from the ground up to be both third-person and first-person, which Red Engine is... The, just give us the damn choice and stop with the the insistence that no this is how you play the game i hate that i think I the bigger that. reason they chose that though was because of the vertical nature of the environment that's right? also to, bullshit for the for this to feel the scale yeah, of the that's, upper, that's also like buildings uh, you can you can have a camera angle situated you don't we've seen tons of game Batman Arkham series is the same thing. It's mostly a vertical game, and the sh- the shoulder camera is is where the whole game is at, and that works fine for that game. In fact, it's it's won awards because of that. So I don't I don't agree with that at all. I think that that's complete horse. Um, and again, I ha- I'm I'm 
very sensitive about this subject. So don't take it as criticism of their choices or their game. Uh, we know that they're working on a solution for people who have motion sickness, which I also suffer from. So it's it's like it's it's something that if they could just you know if developers as a whole could stop doing that, uh, a VR game where you're actually seeing first person is completely different than a game where you're forced to see a, a first person perspective. Those are two completely different things, and eventually they'll merge into the same thing, right? But for now, it's like there's a bit of a difference and 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 the way that some people use it. Uh, I'm also a little bit more bitchy on this because and Mad Queen knows why. I know the person who was one of the key deciders of that and I know him on a professional business level and I do not agree with any of his choices in pretty much everything that he's done. And I, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, little little bit of a bad history there see we love disagreeing <laughs> because I love this guy he was mentioning but it would be cool to see like the things you're wearing and like the overall look of your character if you had a, an opportunity to switch to third person at first I was like okay uh, is like game design is it going to be too much of a problem to switch to third person to, I mean to add an option then you said like of course Red Engine is designed for um, both of those perspectives, and I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, it could have been added, technically-wise. It does that as well, right? But Rockstar's very much so larger than CDPR. They have more resources to allocate to do things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 don't, I, I may be wrong in here, but I don't believe that choosing first person has anything to do with resources. This was a thought hmm. choice. Right or right. wrong, it was a choice. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. something that they and, and had again, to I'm, because of the of the resources. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not bashing them for their their choice in this because it is an artistic choice, and I can understand the artistic choice. I'm just disappointed because um, it means that I'm going to have more difficulty playing the game. And just to, to give you a hint, so one of our videos that we did for the guide on Fallout Four took me 87 hours to do to to work through all possible paths and and which is great and I absolutely love this but when you're trying to do that in the future and you're playing a game that you can only play for like 3 or 4 hours at a time before you have to take a break otherwise you get seasick um, or, or, or you're just constantly pulled out of the immersion of it it's nearly impossible to do that Not that I, and, and with this particular game I think that this is a strong possibility of being able to do because you have you have so many different ways to finish missions which is great absolutely 100% this is the best way all games should be made this way where you're not forced into always going the, the same route you know if if I want to if I want to work and not kill any particular members of a particular type of, of uh, enemy in the game and I want to work through a peaceable solution then whenever I see a different type of enemy in the game you know if I'm like a technophile or whatever um and how that how that would work into choices like that's amazing that's cool and i like that because then i get to say you know what i'm going to i'm going to let this happen i'm not going to kill these people because i like them or i dislike them or whatever for whatever reason that's a good thing and that that extra choice is really 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 good and we want to see more of that we don't want to see less of that we want to see 100% more of that as often as possible but yeah i'm i'm just a little little uh sensitive about that 
and silence was made. And an angel <laughs> went through. <laughs> we all we all are listening carefully to everything that you said. Yeah, I I totally understand because I'm also going to have issues. But fortunately for me, mine are not that, that difficult to deal with because on daylight I have uh, way less issues and. And the the game is going to have fun at night and day cycles, which is what I believe is going to save me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I'm really interested in seeing like how much Night City is going because it's like a living city, and they're all about that, and you know, people doing their daily activities. I wonder how much it's gonna change during the night. I'm guessing it's gonna be a bit more dangerous to walk the night city during the night <laughs> well it depends it depends on the zones if you go to the corporate yeah. zone for instance it's very dangerous to walk because you have a lot of security but in general mm. at night it's, it's empty and then you go to the combat zone and it's at night it's swarming so it depends yeah. on the zone yeah it'll it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out as far as like um you know how how walking around in the the world's feel um, and when you're forced to go back to your place too, like I, I really wonder how that works in. It was kind of like, like oh, once you've done the mission, then you go back to your house, and and is that exactly how it works? Or um, and that'll be really interesting to see how that exactly plays out. So, what, you, mean, what do you fa- mean really fast travel system, or yeah, well, both both a fast travel system, and then also mm. like um, when when V goes back to their base or apartment and hooks up. What's the steps leading up to that? Is that just something that just happens? Or do you have some active choice in, like, do we actually... Which it didn't make it into the game. um, That we didn't see in the game. Does, you know, before we head back, do we go to a bar and just you're you're just walking around the bar and there's like the room is filled with dozens and dozens of people and you just walk up to any of them and start hitting on them and then you have a little bit of a mini game where you're hitting on them and eventually you go back and and is that how that's going to work or is it going to be like completed and then fade to black and then you wake up in and there's just some random character that they've added in and you have no choice in that perspective um, and that's something that hasn't been really communicated. I feel that there's going to be, you know, some chance to actually go and actually pick somebody up, which would be kind of like the point of it. But we haven't seen it exactly how it exactly plays out. So that's the one thing I've been really interested to see how that works. Mm. I think that will be a little bit more cutscene oriented than the other parts of the game. Yeah, I My think opinion. so too. Well, you have you have sex scenes in The Witcher, so I believe that we can have a little bit of action inside Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. But even leading up to that that moment, right? I think yeah, yeah, scenes yeah, will play a bigger part. Would be cool because if I can go to a bar, if I can see the other thing here would be really funny is if I'm doing a, a if I'm doing a if I'm doing a stream of this game and I'm trying to play it like you know super family friendly. And you're more or less, you know, you go to the bar every night, um, and then you have the little mini game where you try and pick people up. Can't, and this would be awesome. This would, this is, I've been dreaming about, you know, being able to do this on stream because I think it's hilarious and I think it would be absolutely funny. Would be to play the game, and every time you go to pick somebody up because you're doing kind of more or less a more family friendlyish stream, instead of actually successfully picking somebody up if there was like a little conversation system bombing the conversations intentionally each time to just like you know just be the one person who shows up at the bar who just fails miserably at trying to pick people <laughs> up by saying the the dumbest and the weirdest things and then 
always going home by yourself afterwards <laughs> and waking up by yourself afterwards and you're like uh, if I could if I maybe if I had said this instead and that would be a hilarious stream that would be really really funny to watch because it's like how how much can you cock block V in general well, just I'm, by making just, the same dumb thing give me the game and I'll show you because if picking up people is based on, on dialogue choices, I'm going to sleep alone every single fucking night. You can be sure of that. I always pick the worst, the worst choice, always. This is my fault. And and can you imagine the can you imagine the, the recorded lines where V, you know, walks up to somebody and is like, Hey, I I, I like your your tattoo. It 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 she looks like a a, a stripper I knew. That's my mom. <laughs> I got a tattoo of my mom because she died a few years ago. Oh, sorry. Uh, I wonder if you could get like slapped. Been nice to hit that, then, then you, you end up getting slapped or something like that. That like initiates so, like a brawl. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> there's so much that you can do with that intelligently, and I and I honestly think that you know, knowing the Witcher kind of humorish that they that they can add to the game, I think that's maybe something to be there but oh it would be hilarious to do something like that it would but, be but i don't think that the game can be played family friendly like because there are really lot, lots of swears and you can find well, nudity yeah. outside of sex but you can make it for the loves and by the way we have a question that uh a moment ago Ooh. i let me find it because we kept talking and i lost it do you guys think that the project will add many Easter eggs and references in Cyberpunk 2077 to popular culture and games like in The Witcher 3? Well, they say they would. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah, for sure, for sure they will. Because yeah, I think it's, it's, it's kind of like the bread and butter of their mm-hmm. bonuses and 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 whatnot. Plus, the the voice actors that they have for it really kind of like like um, the female V. I know her. Uh, she's really funny and she's really good at like creating she's probably like the the she's in the top three actresses who can manage to do like back and forth um uh what, what's the t- what's the word for that it's like back and forth like um banter between banter mm. doing lines like off the cuff and if there's anybody who could pull it off in a brilliant way it's like like uh, she's one of the top three people that I know of in the industry who could who could really pull that off really well, and and just have some amazing amazing dialogue. Uh, the male character, I don't do we even know who he is yet. It's no. been rumored to no, be one or two different things, but because we haven't actually we don't actually have a, a recording other than the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to like pinpoint it to a particular artist. I couldn't find the source. Couldn't find the yeah. source of a voice actor. They should be listed somewhere. I don't know if they have like some. It's, it's not been officially listed. Um, Sh- Shrami, uh, Shrima, sorry, Sharima uh, was when I spoke with her on it. She was like, "You know, I can't comment." On it. <laughs> I'm like, "But we know you're the person." And she goes, "Yeah, and you know, I can't comment on it because it hasn't been officially announced yet. So I don't know what you're talking about." Um, <laughs> it was it was really funny. I wish we had recorded the entire conversation with her, but. Um, that probably she wouldn't have 
said very much that way but it, it's really really funny in the way that she responds to it because yes it hasn't been officially announced yet but we know her voice so it's like she's got one of the most distinctive voices in acting um so it's really hard to miss that it's like the first time she said the first even though she was doing like the low like you know badass voice instantly i knew who it was it was like <laughs> hilarious um I, ho- I hope we get more male male centric stuff at e3 we haven't seen too much from male v which is kind of disappointing well, at the last e3 it was all man I, I mad queen you were there it was yeah, all the tra- male the trailer right just the trailer no, no, no the gameplay the, no, really the original gameplay no, oh, the, 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 the game, no, no, it was, it was in game, Gamescom that was male. In uh, E3, what was female? Ah, so yeah. we never heard it. God damn it! Yeah, we never got to hear it. Yeah, yeah the the gameplay that they, they release is the one uh, the E3 with a female. Should they ever release that? Is it the same? I don't know if it's the no, same. No, it's, like... it's different. It's different. Uh, Slightly different. Hmm. Right? It's, well, different it's, yes, too, not, very, right? not very. Yes, because in the end, uh, you don't get the mole of melee tech. And the person that comes to greet you is not uh, the woman; is his, I can't remember, uh, Gilchrist, the the Anthony. militant man that is with uh, Stout. Ah, comes so... to greet you because Stout has been well has disappeared from Militech because she didn't could... have proof. Yeah, could they, could they release that maybe before E three? Any possibility of that? I think that's I... too similar. I, I, I think, think it's outdated gameplay though. Yeah. It's too similar. The rest, the rest is exactly, if not exactly yeah. more the same. I mean, true, true. It wouldn't make any any sense at all. <laughs> more uh, gameplay even, for even videos. Less, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so but that... if in if in E three they release more images, they will be, uh, they will be more faithful to the final game. So it would be absurd to release this this mm. that is almost one year old. Yeah, it's like nine yeah. months old. Yeah. By the way, did anyone discuss ever like I, obviously this is uh, this is yet unknown. We have no clue. But who could be the main main antagonist in this game? Because they said it's going to be more of a personal story. But I'm guessing it's going to be someone corporate or something like that, or like a person well, that, from the shadow. I think it kind of has to be someone corporate. Well, yes. In backstory stuff that you can add to your character, like you can have a, um, I believe in one of the options you can have a sibling that's passed away. Yes. Mm. So that that could play into um, the 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 story of the game, or or at least part of it. Um, mm. But I Maybe suspect that plays into like multiple. Yeah. You know. Well, originally, what I heard on the story um, is that it's like it's it's mostly going to formulate as your playing it through. It's not going to be something that you're introduced to early mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're not going to like, you know, the intro is not going to play. It's like, your father was murdered in a dark alley on Wednesday night and now you're going to find out who did it. Um, it's not that. It's going to be It's going to be as you're playing. You're going to get to know these characters. You're going to get to see mm. what's going on and then things are going to happen and then that's going to point you in towards a, a, a personal motive for whatever you're doing. Yeah, but that someone needs to be, like, making some serious power moves or something like that mm-hmm. to catch our intention and to actually, like, uh, makes us, you know, makes him a, a main antagonist. Something crazy needs to happen about that. Well, there are, there are people in the law that are in the side of the corporations that now mm-hmm. have the age to be really important characters in 2077, mm. like Anastasia Lucchesi or Hanako Arasaka. Mm. These That'd are two characters that can be in the game and can be pretty badass. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, from a, an overall point of view, if you were looking to tie it into major key points of 2020, uh, you could easily do this. Um, you know, you've got uh, um, you've got the girl in the web who you could okay. tie into. Uh, yeah, Cunningham. That you can tie into. You know, you going through a particular mission and then you getting help by a mysterious computer thingy, and you know, you you end up getting locked up or something like that, and then you you get released. Like you know, the the locks open and you kind of guided out by this mysterious person, and then you. Um, you know, you, then that, the story progresses from there, and then you try and find out, and then you end up meeting up with her, and she's got, you know, dirt, and and there's tons and tons of ways. Mm. That you can well, go the thing this. is that there that, that, that were a lot of open questions at the end of the mm-hmm. fourth corporate war. How, if Johnny Silverhand is going to be in the game because he's mentioned, so I'm assuming he is. How did it? How did he survive the fourth? How did uh, Alt Cunningham survive the data crash? Because uh, she doesn't have physical body anymore. Mm. Did Rage Bartmore survive the fourth as well? I believe that it was mentioned and that uh, Morgan Blackhand was in Cyberpunk Red. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he he's the only one that I don't believe that is like pretty clear that he died. I mean, like in in the attack to the Arasaka the, the Arasaka Tower, you are told that Johnny Silverhand is cut in half. So you instinctively think that he's dead, I believe. Mm. <laughs> Either mm, that yeah. of of his uh, loveless from Wild Wild West, you know. So there's, I mean, there's just so many different directions that you can go. With yeah, this. it could it could even be like some renegade AI that, because they've been like they've been teasing brain dance, and you can actually hack someone through brain dance, right? In some way. So what if someone is or something? No, you is... don't. You don't. You don't hack people from Braindance. You don't have uh, access to a person from Braindance. You have access to a person to, through net connection or through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean through that. If someone actually like or something like an AI was hacking people, and that could be the main main baddie. What about that guy from the E three trailer on the orbital air flight? He pops up twice in the E three trailer, and he looks like he's probably pretty high up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like an exec. I mean, obviously we are thinking about twenty twenty characters, but uh, obviously there are mm-hmm. going to be a lot. Could be someone new. Characters. Yes, he's too young for for being a twenty twenty character. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, there's there's like I said, you can, um, you can go so many different directions with this. I heard, I heard more than one like story pitch idea, um, and I don't think that. The ones that I've heard are, are accurate for what they're working with now in general. But please allow me to interrupt so you for a second to say yeah. goodbye. Goodbye, Tina. You have a nice day working. Thanks for coming. To the, thanks for visiting. I am so sorry for being so thick today. I'm a little tired, but thank you very much for the visit. Now, please go on, Sib. So, yeah, the other place, like, this is really an introduction. And to have you know Alt Cunningham or Johnny drop in, and people will just know who they are. Only the core fans will know who they are, uh, or will have a kind of a, a hint at their presence within the story before they they you know reveal themselves if that happens at all. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to slowly introduce these characters in a natural way, and I don't think that we're going to get. I, I don't think that 
this game is going to end with a big bang that changes the entire universe. Mm-hmm. I think this game is going to end with a big bang that's going to change your character, and that's about it. Mm. That the and world then we have room for the other the two games. Yes, yeah, do you think it's going to stretch? The, the more, oh like yes, oh yeah, yeah, like and, The Witcher did. Yeah, and I, I suspect that there's that a good th- chance sorry, that on. I suspect that there's a good chance that we will not have the game centered around the whole series, but it's mm-hmm. possible. Sorry, Sai, but uh, we heard your voice, robot. Can you please repeat? Oh, I said that that I don't think uh, that the game will feature or revolve around a single character throughout the entire series, but it, it's possible. Ooh. Oh, sorry, guys. I caught. I got disconnected from uh, from Discord. And this code is not working anymore. Yoo-hoo! Can somebody hear me? Hello? This code crashed. Yes, I believe he did, Sipsidian. So, this code completely, tra- completely crashed, down. which is our way of talking. No, we are green again. Do you hear me, guys? You're still robotic for me. I'm still oh, I'm robotic. Back. There we go. Yeah. Disruptions in stream are lore friendly here because we're talking about cyberpunk. So <laughs> <laughs> we have an artificial intelligence that came to crash this code, so we cannot discuss because we were in the point of discussing about the possibility of an artificial intelligence. <laughs> see, see, we woke it up. There we go. Well, mine's uh, reading green now. It was red for a really long time, but now it's green. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, just the, the different directions that they can go. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Maf, who's looked up uh, Sharima. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty She's pretty beautiful. And her work is, I mean, legendary, really. She's done so much work uh, in, the, in both games, media... Sp- uh, tons of anime. Most people know her from anime, but she's been working in games for ages. Uh, she's worked in movies, and she's actually worked on one of my favorite movies as well. So, um, yeah. I've met her a couple of times now, and she's honestly one of the one of the most level-headed actresses out there. And I've seen, I've seen it when, like, people accost her, too, and she's so patient with them. Don't accost actors and actresses, guys. It's just, there's no point in, like... Uh, but yeah, no, she's one of the most patient people I've ever I've ever met in the in the industry, and I've mm. I've been involved in in uh, acting and especially voice acting for a number of years. I'd, I have a I'm not I'm not a big person in it, but I'm uh, very familiar with what goes on in the industry. So, so well, guys, we've been streaming for long. Do you believe that it's okay if we wrap up in here? Oh yeah, yeah I think so. Easy. We covered a lot of topics, though. It was we did. Great. We talked a lot. For, for, the first, for the first podcast, this was actually amazing. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if for the next one we can uh, solve this uh, Discord thing. And mm. also, again, sorry, because I have, I have a lot of problems in uh, streaming with Twitch. Because it's my first time, it was my first time streaming from this computer. And mm. it, uh, OBS didn't want to work. Will be this on YouTube. Well, who wants to host this on, on YouTube? Are, uh, Neon? Sure, doesn't matter to me. Whatever okay. works. 
Then yeah, yes, it's going to be on YouTube on Neo's channel, and you would say what not mine because I always put subtitles in English and Spanish, and I don't want to put subtitles to a podcast this long. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it will go on forever. <laughs> yes, actually, when we started doing the podcast with the Triple S League some years ago, when the, with the, the the podcast of through two three hours long, I used to cut oh. them in pieces of twenty minutes to put the subtitles because it was impossible for me to make to make just one video with all this. And then How long would that the... even take? Like a two-hour podcast to put subtitles on it. How long would that take? To put the subtitles? Like ten <laughs> hours into my videos. <laughs> oof, oof. It's a lot of time. Yeah, yes. it's too old. But do you use the YouTube subtitle generate, I mean, editor or... It, it depends yeah, because because when you have different people talking at the same time, uh, yeah. it gets confused mm. and there's a lot of empty spaces and you have yeah, to need... correct them as well. They need to add layers or something. That would be cool. And then, obviously, I need to translate it to Spanish. And yeah. And I have now a, a volunteer that is translating my videos to Polish. I cannot be thankful enough for that, but get, because I've been asked for long. Mm. So now nice. I can offer Spanish, English, and Polish subtitles. Oh, that that's good. A lot of reach. But yeah, the, at the beginning with it, with it, uh, with it streams with the triple S like uh, two hours, three hours. I believe one one was even four hours long. We were talking and talking and talking. <laughs> yeah, we. I I could talk about any subject for pretty much ever. So. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I I witnessed that. Yes, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, he's able to talk for hours and um, not repeating himself. That's, yeah, that's a good thing. That's the more interesting thing because I can. Talk oh, that's for a hours perk. About... That's a perk. Yes, that's... yes, that's a total perk. So, well, I can, folks, I can uh, rehash sorry. points over and over and over again, but I, can, <laughs> I mostly stay on top on on just going off of different topics while staying with a centralized theme. Yes. If you can keep up, but. Yeah. Anyways, no, this was really good, and I'm I'm really glad we're doing this. We're going to have more, and like I said, we're going to rotate hosts so that way everybody kind of can get connected with the community because we're all uh, we all cover cyberpunk, but we do it in different ways, and that's why we're all here together is because we're we're different, but we're we have the same kind of baseline community. So if you are not subscribed exactly. to any of the other shows up here, uh, please do so, and um, and stay tuned for all of us because going forward we're, we're really going to be covering uh the game and then also other things like we we cover a lot of different news on our channel that's not strictly cyberpunk related whereas uh you guys do do more targeted stuff so yeah so subscribe mm -hmm. to everybody and we have more of these shows coming so Yes, oh. and Last Known Mills is also yep. specialized in The Witcher 3. <laughs> I, sorry, yeah. The Witcher series, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Neon, Neon Arcade is specialized in finding this this very specific detail in the gameplay that nobody else saw. <laughs> <laughs> the sandals. <laughs> the sandals, the socks and the sandals. You gotta love it. <laughs> Oh. No, that was, I would I would have never noticed that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's important, you guys. Come on. <laughs> yes, totally. The sandals. I mean, street, street cred. <laughs> that's the way Slavs get street, street cred. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I didn't notice. Because everyone in my country wears them. So I'm like, okay, sandals. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. well, folks, thanks for watching. Uh, please uh, subscribe to everybody here and you will be notified about the next uh, streams that we are going to make together. 
of course, we are going to have more news as, as close as we are, as, as close as we get to E3. We are still some time away, but we are getting closer and closer to E3, and we will have more news and more interesting things to discuss. So, stay tuned, and thank you very much for being here with us, and thank you guys for being here. Thank, thank you. you. See you soon. Matt Quinn is a master of law. Yes, thank you. I try my best. <laughs> I try. I try. Thank you very much for being here. And uh, we will join together, I hope, next week. And with mm. the rest of you, uh, we will join the next week in the channel. Goodbye.